Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks. And today we're talking about prayer, identity, and kids. And I know these could all be their own shows, but our special guest today, Misha Watson, brings them all together with her own personal story. So welcome, Misha. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So you are the children's content creator for Crossroads. Yes. And you are the face, Yes TV, for Living Local. Exactly, yes. Amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, I love that you have a passion for kids. Oh, I'm so excited to get started and create something fantastic for mm. children. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we're glad you're here because it's going to be a lot of fun here on the set today. And welcome, lovely ladies. Oh, always a pleasure. You look lovely <laughs> well, thank today. thank you, thank you. Well, this is a big show because we have some three topics that, like I said, could be all different other shows. But I want to talk about identity because, Misha, in your own story, there was a journey and a struggle with finding your identity. And so you would find that with men mm -hmm. and in relationships, which I think a few of us here can relate that we were looking for love and acceptance in men and not in God. Right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that journey for you. Yeah, so um, growing up, I was the tallest and I was the fastest and the most, most athletic. And I, I loved that until I was about 11 or so. Mm -hmm. And then uh, all of a sudden I wanted acceptance from, from men. I wanted them to tell me that I was, I was just as fast as them or I was just as pretty as the next girl. And I looked for so much acceptance from men. And it kind of continued all the way up until, I'd say, today mm -hmm. uh, in certain ways. But it was really um, a, a force throughout my entire preteen all the way up until my early 20s. Mm -hmm. um, and it really kind of affected the way I saw myself, the way I saw my family, mm -hmm. the way I um, trusted people. Did I really even trust when someone told me I was beautiful? Mm -hmm. um, I asked a lot of questions about that kind of stuff because I was just confused as to like what, you know, who I was or if I was special or if I was actually pretty or just my mom told me, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it kind of confused me a heck of a lot. Yeah, well, it's an important topic because I think for many viewers and listeners, watching, listening, and even for us, I mean, even personally for me, I found a lot of my self-esteem mm -hmm. yeah. and if I was good or not good based on what men would think of me. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, what, what are your thoughts? Why do you think women base so much of their identity and good days and bad days on what men think? What is that? What is that? Yes, tell me, <laughs> what is that? Well, for me, uh, I think I, everyone might have a different sort of yeah. like reason of getting into the to the water. Uh, for me, I had massive daddy issues, so I had no father in my life, and uh, so I was looking <laughs> looking for love in all the wrong places. Right. <laughs> Old Western yeah. song, and so any sort of male that affirmed me, I was just trying to make them so much more in my life, mm. and I just I just I I broke for that. So there was there was a void for me. It was okay. a void. Yeah. So a void. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, and the opposite for me is I had a father who like loved me so much and affirmed me all the time that um, I shouldn't have been looking for, you know, love from other men. But you just do when you grow up, like you, you wonder who you are and you want people to look at you. And, and so you just, yeah, mm. you kind of throw yourself out and whatever, yeah. <laughs> wherever you stick. You, yeah, I don't know. My, my cheeky answer is because we let them. Because <laughs> there needs to be like, okay, stop telling yeah. me who I am. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Now, the real answer for me, at least, is because I think we're wired to love and be loved. Mm -hmm. And the Heavenly Father does play such a huge role yeah. in the entire cosmos. And I think there's something in us that's wired mm -hmm. to want a father figure, whether you are a daughter or a son, a boy or a girl. I think there is something about that male God figure that we really look for. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had a really good dad as well, Brooke. But I think it's that false lie, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it gives you an adrenaline rush. When like a guy looks at you and thinks like you're hot or you're yeah. good looking, there's something in you physically and physiologically that goes ding. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow, I must be amazing. Yeah. So when you get that imprinted, all of a sudden, you know, your clothing, you know what men like, so you dress yeah. to them. Yeah. You go to the places they go to. You mm. talk in the way that they would like. You flip your hair in the way you know that they right. would like. Yeah. And there's tons of reading material out there that definitely tells you how to be to attract yeah. the man. Absolutely. And so, you know, growing up, I, that's what I did because I didn't feel good about myself and I wanted to feel good and, and they were the people that were going to make me feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. For you though, Misha, it was something where you were, you're pretty athletic. So was there something, you know, for, for men that you wanted not to be competitive or equal, but you wanted them to look at you differently in that way? Well, I think, yeah, for a lot of my high school, when I moved to Canada, I moved to Canada when I was 14 and uh, I just wanted friends. And when I would go to classes and stuff like that, I just wanted everyone to like me. It wasn't specifically men, it was everyone. Yeah. But as you say, when a man would say, you know, actually, you know what, when I was 16, it was the first time a man told me I was gorgeous. I'd always been told I was pretty, you had great teeth. Oh, wow. <laughs> you had great teeth, you're yeah. so fun. Um, but I, I never heard I was gorgeous. And when I heard I was gorgeous, it changed me entirely. I was like, oh my goodness, my parents told me I was pretty all these years or I was beautiful and whatever. And I never really took it to heart. But when I heard it from a man that I was gorgeous, so I was like, yeah. oh my yeah. God, I'm gorgeous, what? Yeah. I'm not this athletic mm. uh, butch woman or whatever it was. Mm. Um, I saw myself as like, now I'm special because mm. he thinks I'm gorgeous. Mm. So what changed, I mean, for all of us? Because something, I mean, I think there is still a bit of the battle, but what changed in us to say, wait a second, mm. that's fleeting, some of us are mm. aging, mm -hmm. our bodies change, things change, yeah. we're not gonna be how we used to be, mm -hmm. yeah. and it is fleeting. Yeah. What changed for all of us, and then how did we change from our identity in men and with men to identity yeah. really in Christ, in God, and looking to Him, you know, for you know, for our acceptance. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have a, I have a like a kind of a silly secular version, and then a more righteous. Brilliant <laughs> Whatever, version. yeah, just do both and just <laughs> say yeah. Uh, the 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 righteous, brilliant version is that you know I found God, and in finding God, um, I found my value in Him mm -hmm. and through Him and through His eyes, and um, and then the Word of God starts to give me my identity, and I no longer needed it from anyone else. The the day to day in the real world answer is child I grew up. <laughs> I grew up and 20 and 20 doesn't look like 30, 30 doesn't look like 40. And when yeah. you're at 40, you're like, I don't need you. I am my own cheerleader. Mm, I yeah. complete yeah. Right. me. Yeah. Thank you, Tom Cruise. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I, I complete yeah. me. And so it's just a different headspace where you're and I can understand. So I don't dog it. I don't I don't judge it. I understand because you kind of grow mm -hmm. yeah. into this place of like, I no longer need affirmation, affirmation from anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, you said when you walked into your room, it wasn't just boys. It was like you wanted like affirmation oh, yeah. from everybody, like, yeah. everybody like me. I think yeah. like everybody struggles with that, like mm -hmm. all of the time, I think. Yeah. Mm. But I know that when you are in the word of God, uh, the word of God changes you from the inside out. Yes. And so when you're uh, believing words like you are chosen, yeah. you are not yes. forsaken, yes. God yeah. is for you, you are a child of God. Those kinds of uh, verses and words are the things that will change you yeah. and yeah. how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm smiling because there's a very different way I'm understanding this. Um, <laughs> So the, the part of my child, my dad's great, and so he, you know, I was like, oh, my nose. I'm like, I, I grew up in Lauren Park, so it's a very non-Asian neighborhood. Back when I was growing mm -hmm. up, and he goes, 
everyone when they get to 60, 70, all look the same. Like, what's your problem? Like, you're not just a kid. And so he just kind of, that dose yeah. of reality. And then I did this thought experiment because they're very pretty girls, you know, everywhere. And then I would think, do I want to walk into a room and have all the guys look at me because I'm beautiful, hot, whatever? And I said, no, when I walk into a room, people are going to stand and respect me. Right. <laughs> That's the way wow. I was wired. Oh. And then, you know, yeah. God took me on a different journey. And <laughs> there's nothing like respect yeah, um, from no. the word of God. Yeah, that's right. that's yeah. Good. Misha, what about you? Yeah, you honestly, what was the change? Yeah, I think that um, I, kind of, I love that moment, though. Because <laughs> yeah. it's true. You want to walk in, you want to be respected. Mm -hmm. For me, it was, um, I was saved again uh, five years ago. When I walked into, um, I was like brought to a church. And I walked into that church. I was like, wait, like, I think there's more than I've been, mm. than I've seen. Mm -hmm. I worked in the TV industry, I was acting for years and modeling, and I felt like people were telling me I was pretty, and so I was like, this is great, life is awesome, but I felt like something was missing. When I came into church and someone told me, uh, basically explained to me that I could be unapologetically myself because God created me that way. Yeah. I could use my humor however I wanted to. I could use food analogies. I use a lot of food analogies. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, I could have an afro one day, a straight hair the next day, wear heels, be like whatever it was. I had an issue about my height totally was like, um, God just took that away from me, that all of that, those insecurities took them right away from me. And so now I walk into room and I say, I've grown up in that sense and I walk mm -hmm. into room and I say, you know what, like I've been created to be this way. And yeah. so it doesn't matter what you have yeah. to say yes. about yeah. the way I look or yeah. about me. Um, as long as I'm living in the way God has called me to live, like I'm good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. so like, good. Man. That's so good to hear. <laughs> you know, in your journey, one of the things that's really important to you and as you've discovered is prayer mm -hmm. because you can't do life. I mean, we, we talk a lot on the show about community and girlfriends, but you can't do life without, you know, reading his promises mm -hmm. and also, you know, listening, you know, and, and praying, which is listening and talking to yeah. God. You know, one of my, my favorite books is The Celebration of Discipline by Richard J. Foster. And what he says is that he says, of all the spiritual disciplines, prayer is the most central because it ushers in us into a perpetual communion with the Father. Mm. Now, what do you think about that? Out of all the disciplines, and there's a whole bunch of disciplines that are listed in the book and that we know of, Prayer is the one because it ushers us in mm. into perpetual communion yeah. with our daddy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that because yeah. I think I, I, you know, I want to encourage people that prayer is important and it helps in identity mm -hmm. in everyday life. Yeah. What was your experience with prayer? Huh, I, lo I love to pray. Mm. I continuously pray, pray all day. I pray before everything I do. I pray before I came out here today. I pray before I did my hair, all those things. But I think <laughs> that uh, what I love is um, like, I live in a home with two, I have two roommates. And when I hear my roommate next door like praying uh, and she's like, Lord, I just love you so much. I'm confused right now. I am scared. I don't know what's happening right now. And I hear her praying then I join in mm -hmm. but maybe quietly so she doesn't quite know but we're, we're there together uh, and then I walk down the hall and in the kitchen my other roommate is sitting in a rocking chair and she's praying out to the city of Toronto <laughs> and we're all just kind of like we're the, the concept of a prayer warrior. When yeah. I found out you could be something like that, a warrior in prayer, I was like, yeah. I want to do that. I want to talk to God and like really speak vision into my life and yeah. into other people's lives. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person that like, when someone prays for me and says my name in a prayer, I just like, yeah. I can't, because yeah. I know that the power that can come with speaking to God openly, being yeah. honest about what's really going on. Yeah. I didn't know, I grew up in the church, but I didn't know you could tell God, 
how you're really, really feeling. feeling. The true self. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, God, Good. thank you for what you're giving me. Like every, like right now, everything in my life is amazing. Yeah. But God, yeah. if I could have a husband, that would be awesome. I didn't know I could pray for that. I was like, God's <laughs> blessed me so much. So why every woman here is like, oh, and then yeah. Yeah. I'm good yeah. looking and tall. Go yeah. girl. And love the, the list. Like all these things. That yes. I'm like, yeah, That's I find key. Beautiful. So for us, prayer, and we've talked a lot about this also on the show over the years, that prayer is important. It is. You know, how has it helped you? How has prayer talking, and when I say talking, I also say listening to God, because yeah. prayer is communion yeah. with Him. How has prayer helped you in your in your own life? Uh, for me, really quick, I'll say prayer has changed my life because um, I, I view prayer as the operating room. Uh, it's coming into the space and meeting the great physician, mm. and allowing through prayer God to move, remove things from me, change things in my life, mm. transform me, yeah. mold me a little bit, uh, and 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 trim off some yeah. things that need to be trimmed what off. Is that? And so I, I I stay in prayer because I need to stay on the operating table. Mm. Yeah. Uh, never leave in the middle of surgery. You will probably <laughs> not do do yeah. well. <laughs> stay. Let God yeah. do what He yeah. needs to do. Yeah. So I'm always like God because we're always growing and God, yeah. God's fixing and tweaking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And prayer for you as a worship leader. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably key for you as yeah. you lead. Thousands of people, Brooke. Yeah, I think prayer is so comforting in the sense that like you're saying you're praying continuously. So am I. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't do anything on my own strength, like, mm-hmm. nor do I want to. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in consistent prayer mode, I find much comfort in that. There's a verse in uh, Psalms that says uh, that he bends down and he hears every prayer mm-hmm. whispered. Mm-hmm. And isn't that comforting? That's a beautiful To picture. know that yeah. like so whatever we need, whatever we're, we're working through, whatever we're asking God for, yeah. when we speak it out and ask him in prayer for that thing, he hears, he's listening to us. Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. For me, it's a discipline mm-hmm. because you're so used to just saying stuff in right. church and you're so cultured to that. Um, for me, prayer, it is the presence of God and that's where I find power. Not power or authority as the world perceives it, but this is power for self-control, power yeah, to love, right. power to mm-hmm. forgive, power to yeah. sit there and be like, God, I don't even want to give up this anger, but I know I should. I don't have the power to even not want to mm-hmm. give it up. You know, it's just, it's there's so much power in there in the presence. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it mm-hmm. keeps me in check. Yeah. yeah. I love prayer. I ask God how he's doing. (laughs) I talk to him out loud. I'm quiet. I yell at him. I get angry at him. And I listen. And as you do that, I actually honestly hear his voice Mm. and his leading and prompting. And so prayer is so key. And prayer has been really key in my own life as I've struggled with identity and self-esteem and self-worth to say, okay, God, I'm feeling this way. Listening, you know, give me something good. Remind me of or as the more that I talk, it's not about me. Yeah. I yeah. start projecting out that it's yeah. about him yes. and others. And so that that's to me what's been so key as I've grown up yeah. in my life as I've, you know, in prayer. So that's good. Now, now Misha, you say that prayer is important for kids, yes. you know, and I know that that's your passion. So why, let's talk a little quickly about that, about the importance of prayer for kids and the work that you're doing. So um, I want to ensure that every kid gets 
understands the importance of a personal relationship with God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I grew up, I was raised in a Christian home, but I, um, I, I recited uh, prayers as if they weren't even actual words. Mm. For health and strength and daily food, for, we praise thy name, O Lord, amen. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what any of it meant. Right. And that was great that my parents were like, prayer is important, we did it every single day, twice a day, dinner, and before I went to bed. However, um, I didn't know I could ask him when I was afraid to help me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that when I was being bullied for being tall or, or when I was feeling insecure or scared, like when I was scared, like those London streets, like the amount of times I was walking home from school and I was nervous mm -hmm. and I didn't know I could pray and I'm like, the things I went through are nowhere near in comparison to the things that kids are going through now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want kids to be able to say, don't worry, mom, I got this mm -hmm. and say, dear God, that's mm -hmm. the entire mission of what I'm trying to do with mm -hmm. kids content in Canada. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. We're cheering you on. That is yeah. good yes. work. It's going to be hard work, but yeah. I think kids in Canada and around the world mm -hmm. need to know that they can talk to God, the one who created them. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thanks for your thoughts, you guys. Really great thoughts. Well, from kids' content and educating them about truth to educating big kids with authentic faith and experiential learning, let's head down now to St. Stephen, New Brunswick, and hear voices of women mm -hmm. making a difference in their community. Talk to me about that sense of community and in the context of authentic, real, close community. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people long for that. Mm -hmm. um, you can find that in busy centers, mm -hmm. but I think there might be a special uniqueness about a smaller town to really um, you know, create authentic community. Talk to me about that. Mm. For me, one of the things I've grown to really appreciate about a more close-knit community is this sense of we can do more together than we can do just on our own. So there's things I'd like my life to be about that I'd like to grow into, but on my own, I can't, I can't really do that. I definitely can't do that. So with friends that value similar things or want to do things together, it's like, okay, we can do this together. And um, yeah. And things don't rest so much on just your nuclear family or, you know, just your spouse or something. It's, it's like, you know, I don't have to have one great friend who answers all my needs or like my husband doesn't have to be everything to me or just, just my church family or something. There's like a, there's a big spread of, of people that, um, you know, I meet some of their needs, they meet some of my needs and we, yeah. How do you develop authentic community here? I think it's all about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot to say about community in regards to um, knowing that all the like the hard stuff and the good stuff is all intertwined, you know, and where that if you can't find that, I don't think that's authentic at all. Yeah. I think it's just a community that you, it's just people living together. Yeah. Shelley, there's risk so. in that. There's always risk oh, in yeah. trusting somebody and yeah. being authentic and mm -hmm. vulnerable. How do you how do you develop the courage to take the risk to say I'm opening myself up mm -hmm. to that kind of accountability and to into that kind of relationship? I think you need to just step into it. Mm. I think you just I think that's a choice that you that people make. <laughs> And if you want something, and if you want to learn how to hurt well, I feel like having an authentic community is where, is what you need, was what you need to learn that, mm -hmm. how you need to learn that. 
Well, such great diverse thoughts of women from all across our great country of Canada. Thank you so much. Well, Misha, you've brought a life verse with you today. Why don't you read that and tell us why it's so important to you? Absolutely. It is. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Okay, so... Why this, is that your verse? This is the freedom verse. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it on your own, in your own strength. Yeah. You can trust in God. And when he's right. telling you to do something, you can say, okay, <laughs> teach me how, show me the way. Yeah. And that to me is just peace and freedom. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Because we like to say, no, I want to tell mm-hmm. myself the way and I want to do it my way and be in control. And look at the mess yeah. it's yeah. put us all in. Yeah. But when you're like, okay, God, I trust you. Oh, oh, well, that was yeah. the easier way. Well, not necessarily easier, but the way in which yeah. we know that he's with us yeah. and will equip us with his yeah. spirit and strength, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, what about this verse for you guys? Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's Jesus take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Uh, every time I try to step out of and handle it myself, I've made a royal mess. <laughs> and so um, learning to trust is probably one of the most important things we can do as believers. Um, and just surrendering everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has the better way. He has it in control. Yeah. His plans for us are good, yeah. Yeah. not evil. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Brooke. I was saying this is also my verse too. And I was, this is the verse I, the first verse I ever memorized as a little girl. And so this stuck with me up until today. The, just the trusting in the Lord with yeah. all of your heart. And like, yeah, we can't do anything on our own. Mm-hmm. On our own strength. I don't want to do anything on my own right. strength. Um, I hurt myself every time I try to do things on my own strength. And mm-hmm. so just that reminder to like, no, trust in the Lord with all of your strength, all mm-hmm. of your heart. Don't mm-hmm. lean on, your, on yourself because yeah. you're not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. So, good. so as brilliant as I am, I've come to the realization <laughs> that my understanding is not that great. Yeah. You're, you're so limited. Oh, now I get where you're going. Yeah. I got it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> No, I was like, what just happened there? Trust, <laughs> like trust in the Lord. Like yes. you just as brilliant as we can be, there it's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the knowledge that is out there. Yes. Yes. And it's like, okay, I'm done. Let's just Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, yes. I'm done. I, I just love that Jesus take the wheel. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be. It's gotta be that. And I think that's great because as we've looked at identity and we've looked at kids and prayer. What a great verse yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of encapsulates everything to say, mm-hmm. I tried it this way, I tried it that way, yeah. I did it my own way, fail, yeah. mm. trust in God. Yeah. Perfect, thanks for bringing that. That was really good for us to be reminded of that as well, yeah. Misha. My pleasure. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, Joanna is waiting in the studio to share her thoughts on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 from The Good Word. Let's listen to Joanna. When I was young, I was really bad at making decisions. Like some of them were big decisions, but some of them were really small. And I would get stuck and overwhelmed by trying to figure out which way to go or what university to go to. That was maybe one of the bigger decisions or if I should date someone or even where do I want to go eat? I got overwhelmed by that stuff. And I think that I thought that when I got a little older, decision-making would just get easier. Uh, But what I've come to learn as I've grown older is that actually decision-making is just a big part of life. And it's it's a place for me, and I hope it's a place for you, where we begin to realize we need help and we need help from God. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to Him, and He is gonna make your path straight. See, we as Christians, and I as a Christian, I'm willing to stake my life 
life on this, that God's way is the best way and he is trustworthy. He wants to help me make decisions, big ones and small ones. And he wants to do the same for you. He wants to be actively involved in our life. When we accept Christ, we actually have an opportunity to now not just be doing life on our own, not be overwhelmed by all the decisions we have to make or what to do next, big decisions, small decisions, that God actually comes alongside us, showing us a way. The making of our path straight, as Proverbs says, is this idea of him flattening and smoothing the path ahead of us. Not 10 steps ahead, but one step at a time, one right decision at a time. He wants to show us what to do. And if you feel like you're in a place where you've made a bunch of bad decisions, you have not gone down the way that maybe God has laid out for you, it is never too late to turn around, to come back right where you are. He wants to bring you along the right paths from this moment forward. If you just ask him for help, he wants to come alongside you and show you the right way to go next. One step at a time, walking with you because he loves you that much. Well, thanks, Joanna, for your great thoughts on today's verse. Well, it's been a great discussion. It has. We have gone through a journey. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, I want to give some takeaways because I think it's important for our viewers and listeners to say, OK, what are some of the high level points? after this discussion. Mm -hmm. So Cheryl, let's start with you. Identity. What's the takeaway for identity? I thought about this one. Um, I, I feel like we've, we view ourselves through the lens of different things. One is like what I call the broken mirror, which is the shatteredness of our lives, the brokenness of our lives, uh, the brokenness of uh, things that have been done to us. And so we see a very warped, messed up image of ourselves. Mm -hmm. The other one I call the funhouse mirror. So that's like, uh, like this warped image and society gives us that. Like what is beauty? Who defines that? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. This upside down thinking and, and, and this warped way of, of, of who I am. But the mirror we should be looking at is that good, true and perfect mirror, which is the word of God. That's where you draw your identity from. You look at it and the Bible says it's like you see exactly your reflection mm -hmm. of who you are. Mm -hmm. So don't draw your identity from any of those other mirrors. Look at the word of God and see yourself as God sees you. Good. I like that one. Great. Fantastic. Great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Brooke, prayer. Takeaway for prayer. Yeah. I, even when you were talking about prayer a minute ago, um, you were saying like, we can hear from God too. Like it's, it's this communication that we have with one another, like with each other, right? I can talk to him. I can, I can tell him how frustrated I am or the things that I'm longing for, the deep desires in my heart. And, and he actually can like tell me back the things that I'm needing to hear. Yes. And there's just so much power in prayer. There's mm -hmm. power in it. You know, if you, um, you know, there's healing that comes from prayer, there's freedom that comes from prayer, there's joy that comes from prayer. And so again, that verse in Psalms, it says he bends down and he hears every prayer that is ever whispered. So yeah, just yeah. to find comfort in knowing that like your prayers matter, yep. your prayers are being heard yeah. and God wants to answer you. Yeah, good. Mm -hmm. Lisa, as uh, like a youth mobilizer mm -hmm. and one who like works with young people for kids, what would you be your takeaway for them? Don't underestimate them. Mm -hmm. ah, we yeah. expect them to excel in academics and sports and music and arts, but when it comes to theology, church, it's like we dumb them down. Mm -hmm. And so my encouragement would be first, God is intentional with the young kids, the children, the precious gifts he's placed in your circle of influence, whether it's your immediate kids or not, there's people in your um, circle of influence. He's intentional about that. So so don't dumb them down, raise them up. Mm, that's yeah, that's really good. That's great. Misha? Yes, it's similar to that. I, I feel like a lot of times people talk to kids 
um, younger than they are, mm -hmm. or they think their ages, they, they, can't, they can't take on what the world um, has to offer, but what God has to offer. And they're in the same world that we are, so I feel like we need to talk to them in a way that they can understand, but also inspire them to be as big and magnificent as God intends for them mm -hmm. to be. God created kids to be honest and bold and bright and fun and funny and exciting and hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I think we should inspire kids to be exactly that. And we should, we should, um, we should also not like, allow them to stay where they are. We want them to grow mm -hmm. as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a niece who I absolutely love and I say to myself, you know what? You're gonna be amazing. You're gonna be great. You are wonderful. Mm -hmm. You are already mm -hmm. finished. You're already perfect in the way that you are. Yeah. Yeah, so we should remind kids of that. Yeah. My takeaway is this, look at us. Like I'm looking at you all, yeah. but these amazing, beautiful women who have struggled with identity and have struggled and could have been written off in so many times and in so many ways for the decisions we made, for our heart, for our mind, all that, you know, and I, I'm not talking about myself, but God uses us and loves us. Mm. Yeah. You know, God's in the business of seeing us and saying, don't look for your identity and worth here, but look to me. Yeah. Because I've created you, I love you, I see beauty and potential and opportunity, but just stick with me. And I'm so proud of all of you because I, the whole hope of this show was to say, we're gonna come on broken and authentic in who we are with a hope that will encourage other women and men that here we are because of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my takeaway. Oh. And also, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> for real. For right. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for sharing, Misha. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, I love what author and speaker Ann Voskamp says about identity as we continue our journey ahead. She says this, when your identity is in Christ, your identity is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Criticism can't change it. Failing can't shake it. Lists can't determine it. When your identity is in the rock, your identity is rock solid. Mm -hmm. As long as God is for you, it doesn't matter what mountain rises ahead of you, you aren't your yesterday, you aren't your messes, you aren't your failures, you aren't your brokenness. You are brave enough for today because He is. You are strong enough for what's coming because He is. And you are enough for all that is because He always is. Thank you, Anne. So for more on this show and resources, go to seeherelove.com and know from all of us that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See, Hear, Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more honest conversations with Melinda and the See, Hear, Love team.